0: welcome to talent takeover unfiltered when it comes to working hard and keeping it real we know our shit. self-care happiness inner peace and time i'm brianna rooney and this is taylor bradley hey y'all and we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form so taylor what are we doing here today
1: we're here to give you a raw under the hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of, quote unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. We are coming into
1: you hot today. Woo. <laughs> Why do we always shimmy? Hey, Taylor, how are you doing? We're good. How are you? Well, I think it's <laughs> because we're always so happy to record these. That uh, is true. Yeah.
0: So for the audience, we record essentially once a month, about. And so yeah. we have, you know, some goodies in there and that's all fun. So yeah, it is super, super pump up, up. Uh, and as we're doing all this body language, remember, you can watch us on the YouTube channel, Millionaire Recruiter YouTube channel, and you can see our body language because that is what it is about today is body language during a video call and how to interpret it. So let's let's go. Let's dig.
1: All right. So getting right into number one, this, I feel like this is just kind of goes without saying You got to have your camera on or you, you know, having your camera on and turning it off like you can't do that. I mean, in the world that we live in now where there's less in-person meetings, everyone is required to be on camera, even if you look like shit. A hundred and fifty percent. And just let's step back for a second.
0: The reason why we wanted to do this video is one, because you have to learn how to sell yourself in video. You have to get used to having the candidate calls over video, even though, I mean, it's fine to pick up the phone, right? Uh, but hiring manager syncs, team meetings, there's so much shit that goes on with video. And I know that it's like, that's the only way we can really build communication, build relationship, build rapport. So this is why we're we're taking that step back. Um, but oh my God, it drives me absolutely bonkers. When I'm on camera, I showed up today and they're they're not on camera. And again, everyone has their own shit. Some people are like, hey, my house is messy. Some people have their kids in the background on their laps. I get it but it's like maybe a quick little, like, let's do a little heads up. Hey, no video today. Cool.
1: No big deal. Okay. So you brought up something interesting that I don't even think is on our list, but kids in the lap. So what is your thought process on that? Is it something that you're like for against, or is it something you, you have kind of guidelines around? Like this is when it's appropriate to do that. Here's when it's not. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I think my,
0: I have. I'm biased because I'm a mom, right? So I think I have more empathy for stuff like this, but so I have a relationship with one of our clients and she's very rare, like she's always like very professional. And one time she happened to have her baby on her lap. No big deal, didn't bother me. Hi, hi cutie, you know, whatever. We're just kind of bonding a little bit more. And then that was it. There was really no other distraction. But I will say, when I got interviewed for my woman owned certification, I was like, they made it like be this really big deal. I was really nervous. I was like, okay, I have to get the certification. I have to stand strong as a woman, like all these things, right? Right, And this person who I have never met before, I had no relationship with, had her baby on and also had one of those like little fuzzy background things. So like every now and again, her baby's head would pop in and out. It was insanely distracting. And I didn't know what to do. Again, I had no relationship with this person. And it wasn't one of those bonding moments. It was kind of, it felt a little disrespectful because to me, this call meant a lot. And, and I didn't really understand and I wasn't giving a heads up. So I, I go back and forth, what, what so do you, you think? think there's
1: a time and a place I, I do? Yeah. I, I completely yeah. agree with that. I think if it's, if it's somebody that you're really comfortable with, like the client example you gave, if it's us internally, you know, we all understand, like you said, most of us are, are mothers. And, um, so we get it, but I think there's, I definitely do think there's a time and a place. Like, I think if you're showing up more often than not with kids climbing all over you, and again, this is coming from someone who has kids. It is really distracting. Or if they're talking or you can tell that, you know, because there's literally no way somebody can be paying full attention or completely focused on the topic at hand. If you've got, you know, little bodies crawling all over you, like we've all been there. So pulling I right def- you, yeah. And like pulling your top off and pulling you know, needing this and needing a snack and all that. I really just think that there's a time and a place. And that's why I, despite having worked from home for all the years that I have even pre-COVID, um, I've had my kids in school or daycare because I just know that I can't be fully focused on what I'm doing. If there's kids on me and I've got to take care, I've got to be both do both jobs because being a mom is a job, right? So like, and being a full time stay at home mom is a job. And that's kind of what I associate that with. When yeah. kids are at home, you're doing two jobs in a day. And that's really hard to balance. So um, it just doesn't personally work for me because I won't deliver my best work if I've got to be mom and um, an employee. Now there are 100% kids are sick, but of course. I was going to say, like, God, I, I hate
0: when I'm at home with the kids are sick. I'm like, oh, hello. One second. Um, 100%. There's exceptions. Now, I'm going to get controvers- controversial. What about pets?
1: Being at home with you in the camera. Is that what you're talking about? Being yeah. up in the camera? Uh-huh. I, Being I all up in the camera. I think there's a time and the place. Like, we have, um, historically, I have had team meetings where it was like, um, show your pet, you know, and this yeah. is not like my previous employer. And so, it was like everybody, you know, has their pet. It was kind of just like the theme of that meeting. But that's really the only time I can say that I've ever had my dog in there and like, you know, climbing up on me and stuff. Because I really it doesn't matter what it is, a dog, a fucking iguana, a parrot, a kid. If it's climbing on you, I'm going to just be focused on that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it really to your point, like, it doesn't matter if it's it's distracting. I yeah, I think the same thing, because
0: whatever is taking you out of the present, whether it's a p- person behind the scenes or the one watching you, it's like it, it's just distracting.
1: Yeah. Well, sure. and turn your camera off. If you've if like the, I don't know, I think it's really easy to just click that button and turn your camera off really quickly. Like we all do when we're in back-to-back meetings and we want to choose something because we're eating a lunch or something like that. Just turn it off really quick, pop back on. But um, yeah, I kind of, I look at it like anything, no matter what it is, no matter what creature it is. And yes, I'm talking about my kids when I say creature, oh, <laughs> creatures, but um, it, it doesn't matter what creatures. it is. <laughs> they're the best. Oh, the best. But it still doesn't I mean they're still climbing all over me like I the know. dog would do, you know? So, okay. Um. All right. Going into number two, um, head tilts are a signal of engagement while a head pull back is a sign of disengagement. So as I was no, going through and reading about all these, I was like, I'm, I'm envisioning what that looks like, right? So, like, when I'm talking, I'm like, I do do that when I'm really engaged when somebody's saying. I'm like that. I'll tilt my head and, like, kind of lean in. And whenever I'm really disengaged or somebody's driving me nuts, and well, I wouldn't go to that example because that would actually be too inappropriate. But yeah, I'll I'll kind of sit back like this. And so I, without even completely unintentional, you know, so I think some of this stuff is really interesting with regards to body language because it's like, oh, we really do do those things.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna push back on this just because I'm thinking about a few different instances for myself, and. God, sitting in a chair for me all day long, even though I've done it for 15 years, yeah. is still really difficult. And I know, you know, you know, I coach a lot. Yeah. And so coaching and not being able to get off of my desk is like for like three hours. So it, and and then I have I get excited about different things. And then I have to like, you know, like go like this with my chair and like pop myself back up and be like, OK. Yeah. And And sometimes when I pop myself back up, it's either an adjustment of my energy or it's an adjustment of just like, oh, my God, my back is fucking killing me. Like, what am I doing? Like, you know, it's like, I got to go like this. I, I have little, I, I fidget a lot. So I have to do like, I do this weird thing with my wrist. And everyone's always like, oh, is that a nervous tick? I'm like, no, it just, I don't know, it just feels good. I don't, I don't fucking yeah.
1: do this. <laughs> well, no, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm like envisioning this too. I think we all do it. I've seen you do it on calls. That's yeah, I go like, on calls where it's like this. And I do think it's exactly just, but that's what I would interpret that as is like, you're sitting in a chair all day and you're just readjusting. I don't think that that's like a negative. I think if somebody's like, up here like this and seems engaged and then at some point in the conversation they're like this I think Mm, okay yeah okay yeah yeah. kind of standoffish okay so head ducks are a sign of extreme discomfort and what we mean by head ducks is like if someone were to yell look out and everybody goes like that you know so like head ducks like who does this in meetings have you seen that um I wouldn't say in meetings I would say in interviews when somebody's really nervous like Uh Hmm. Yeah, like just kind of a sinking down. Uh okay. Thing. Okay. So, I don't associate it as much with like the head as like the whole body just kind of like sinking down a little bit. I oh, think it's, it's like an energy getting thing to... small. It's like yeah. the confidence is small. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. You're shrinking into yourself. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So wait, okay, but let me
0: ask you a question. When you're you see someone doing that, do you acknowledge it? Not saying like, Hey, why are you ducking down? But do you like try to make them feel better? Does does empathy supposed to come through? Like what's the other person supposed to do?
1: I think you have to pick pick up on the body language. Hence why we're having this whole podcast episode. And I think it's your job or I look at it like it's my job as the interviewer to make them the most comfortable they can possibly be so that I can have the best outcome of the interview. So if you see somebody shrinking into themselves or kind of like it's your job to fix the energy. Like you were saying, you do this to shift your energy. I think it's our job to shift the energy and put them at ease. And I think if you're a people person, you're a recruiter. Like you can figure out how to do that. I think it depends on the person, the approach that you take. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always start the interview by shooting the shit with the person and really trying to set the scene there and getting them truly, truly comfortable. Everybody knows that interviews are really nerve wracking, right? So I think whatever the interviewer can do to put the interviewee at ease, they should. Okay. So what if you're having a sales call and, you know, you're running the show, right? And
0: then the other person on the other side, like the client is kind of shrinking down, you know, because I mean, that does, that that happens. Like there's so many different people that still don't have confidence no matter what the conversation is.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call out the behavior, but it would be telling to me of like, they're not confident probably in what they're talking about. Like there's yeah. more to it. There's something's going on there. If they're like this and they're normal and they're talking, and then when we get to a certain subject or a certain part of the process or what hasn't worked or something that they may feel ashamed of or a little bit self-conscious about or just lacking confidence with like if they start to shrink down I would notice that if somebody starts this way and then by the end of it like I can see their fucking eyes and that's it like (laughs) Groundhog day keeping up they just slowly shrink down you know something's going on there but I think again it's body language like there it tells me that that person is probably has is self-conscious about whatever we're talking about or uncomfortable. Yeah. What about you? Would you, you say- call it out with a client? No, no, I wouldn't call it out. I guess I'm just thinking about on like the
0: putting my sales hat on, you know, like, would I be ex- excited about this client? Like, ooh, now, you know what, they're really going to like, listen to me and take my expertise. Because, you know, like, like we talked about, like, you know, bad business, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. We talk, oh, my God, we're talking all about that. If you have not wa- listened to or watched that episode, please do that. But um yeah like I'm thinking is that a client that I want probably because if they're lacking confidence in this certain area this is where I can shine I think a little bit more
1: yeah well and I think it also if you've seen a really confident person thus far up into the in the conversation and then you get to a certain subject and they kind of shrink down from a client perspective yeah then it's also like humanizes them to me in my opinion it would make me like them more be like okay there's an area of unless they're sitting there being really arrogant while the body language tells you another thing but I haven't really noticed that happen too many times with clients like I have I've noticed it more in interviews than anything in any kind of call I would ever have because obviously I think those are like the most stressful calls yeah you are anxiety being filled. You are yeah yeah you do you are having to prove yourself like you can fuck it up so bad that you do lose your opportunity or spot or chance or whatever mm-hmm. it is so it is kind of one of those things that like Whereas a client call, if they shrink down, like they don't have anything on the line. Like they're not risking anything. They're not losing anything by their body behavior, body behavior shrinking down. Whereas like in an interview, you're being judged on that. So, um, okay. True. So this is an obvious one. Head held high exudes confidence. Feelings of high confidence usually unconsciously pulls your head up. Feelings of low confidence lower. And I think it's so true. I think all the times that we don't even think about it, but Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, okay. Like your posture gets better. Everything gets better when you're like, Oh, I can speak about this. I know this shit. Um, but then it's when it's something you don't know, or you have to think about again, shrinking down in yourself. And, um, I can't wait to get to my broke to boss tip because it's going to touch on what you said earlier about you fidgeting. I (laughs) think that's really, really important, um, that we address that at some point, because I do think some of these things are like, okay, this is just what it is. If somebody shrinks down, you know, I think if their head gets really low, it's obvious that they're kind of self-conscious about something. Their head's held high. They're proud of it. They've got their confidence. But then that's the gray area, the fidgeting. So we'll talk about that. Okay. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. You
0: know, know, with uh, my shroom speech, you know, it was like, do I go out on stage with a fidgety, (laughs) fidgety thing or do I not? Obviously like, no, right? But it's like, do I just embrace? Should I have an embrace and told the crowd, hey, I'm a fidgeter? Like, I'm a born fidgeter. Like, I don't know what to tell you all. When those fidgeters came around, like, I was like, this is gold. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Buddy. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll let that one go. All right. Let's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here. here. And then a pop, it's got a popper thing too. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. okay. It's so, great. with regards to Sherm, what are you going to do? <laughs> you mean, what, what did I do?
0: Hold on one yeah. second. Let's, oh,
1: so Kate,
0: we're going to just back that up because remember, this is airing after Sherm.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do so? uh, Okay. So let's start again. Yeah. So with regards to Sherm and the fidget spinner, what did you do? I did not bring it on stage with me
0: as much as I wanted to, because then I was thinking, is this my like security blanket? And then if I bring it on once, because, you know, now that like I got a taste of speaking and it went well and I got to, you know, I looked at it from a different lens and it was just me training people. It's something that I love to do. It's, it's the podcast, it's the YouTube, yeah. it's all that shit. It's no different. It's just, there's, you know, 400 people in front of you. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to start that because I didn't want it to always be a, like a crutch. I wanted to make sure that it was something I could just do and chillax. Uh, but trust me, I wanted it. So I was playing with, you know, with like, like my pants a little bit. Uh, but you know, and it just—I mean, above, I do like weird things with my, yeah, do weird things with my fingers. I'm double jointed, do
1: so it's like really like I do, I do weird shit. But yeah, I do. Too. So that okay. So now, are you going with that in mind? And obviously, you're going to continue to do more speaking engagements. Are you going to start practicing having your video calls without anything like that? Ah, oh, shit. Maybe. <laughs> If you don't want the security blanket, you got to throw okay, that fucker okay. out. God. But I also, on the flip side of that, I'm a fan of, the, like I would not judge somebody for having their thing, but I think that's because I have my things. Like I mess with my fingers. I'll file my finger. Yeah. I'm fully listening, but I, it's my fidget that I have where I wouldn't judge somebody if they went on stage and we're just talking and you know, it wouldn't bother me. I'm sure that there's a bunch of professional speakers that would be like, oh my God, shut the fuck up, Taylor. You have no idea well, what you're talking about, but I wouldn't judge actually uh so Matthew McConaughey
0: you know how he just did the art of living and it was right. like a big live event it was really awesome so he had a rubber band on his wrist and says like hey you're just gonna see me do this this just keeps me in it this just keeps me thinking because like I'll go on tangents and stuff and I really related to it because
1: as we all know I go on tangents yeah you know? and so it kind of just keeps you like focused present that's from a movie so I oh it is a Mark Wahlberg movie yeah so he's like the CIA, agent. I'll have to send it to you. It's actually a really good okay. movie, but he like does that. He has a rubber band and keeps popping himself to like stay focused, but it's something that he learned as a kid. Um, and we could talk to you later, but like, it's a yeah. really good. Yeah. I th- I think I say it's from a movie. I think it's like a known thing that people do out there, but I first saw that in a movie probably, you know, 10 years ago. Well, I ponder doing that. I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, same, same thing. Anyways. Yeah. So But I don't know. That's all interesting. So that's a good question. Don't have the answer to that yet, as I've
1: already now grabbed my picture. Oh, we shall see. To be determined, everybody. All right. So number five, head nods send different messages depending on their speed. When someone nods slowly, it usually indicates an ongoing interest in whoever is speaking. Fast nodding signals impatience with the speaker or the listener's desire to get a turn to speak what are your thoughts on that one okay that's it so I'm for sure a nodder.
0: like as as you guys are all watching this because by the way thanks so much Uh, I have to just take a a little moment our YouTube on a podcast on the YouTube is like the views are going up like a lot comments are going up so thank you guys that keeps us going you yeah Uh, but I am such a nodder I but I'm like engrossed in the conversation but I will say, I don't think I'm a fast, like when I, cause I do get impatient when I'm listening, but cause I also get excited. So I think there's like both of those things, but, um, I go like this. Like, I like, there's been times where I like, I put my hand on my mouth because I'm like about to speak and I'm like, Rana it's not your turn. Or like, I'll go like this. Like, so I definitely do things as like, cause I'm trying to talk, but
1: I definitely, yeah, I'm not like this. huh Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was like a duck. <laughs> I think. Like, that's one that I feel like we all do without subconsciously, without even knowing it. You know, that when you're really, think about a conversation with your friends, anything, when you're sitting down, you're listening and you're really captivated by what they're saying and you don't want to interrupt them. You're like, yeah, like, I don't think we go like that, but I find myself, I'm like, you know, and I also think of the flip side of that when you're pitching to a client or you're in an interview and you see the interviewer nodding with what you're saying, smiling, like it's very encouraging. So I think that's when we go back to what, as the interviewer, things that you could do to really set the scene or help pull somebody up. It's like, oh, that's great. It's its your tone. It's tell me more about that. That's really interesting. And smiling and, you know, reengaging them in the conversation. Um, because I do think it's really easy when you're interviewing to get in your head. It's easy when you're on these sales calls to get in your head and then completely just mm-hmm. fuck it up. But I think if you've got somebody on the other side of it, encouraging you, even though they're interviewing you, or I mean, even a sales call, technically, it's an interview, you know, so they're interviewing oh, you sure, and yeah. the product or whatever. So, yeah. So it's like, I still think if they do something to bring it back, I know that I always approach it the way that I would want to be handled in those situations, which is encourage me because I can bring it back. But if you, if you make me feel like shit about it, then what are you going to do? Just sink further and further down, you know, or get more and more in your head or whatever. That's because a really good point. I get
0: I get so excited when I see people nodding as I talk because I'm like, fuck, yeah, yeah, I'm just hitting it. And who knows? It's like maybe <laughs> they're just they're, that's just like their thing.
1: Uh, but I, it pumps me up. I love it. I love the head nods. I love head nods, too. And then fast ones like I can honestly say even when I've done fast head nods, I've I'm thinking about a scenario because I again, I really try to think about all of these. and was kind of doing them as I'm that going way. through it like a fucking idiot over here. I'm like, do it fast. Well, slow, turn. What does all this mean? But yeah, I'm like if I've looked at another screen, like when we're on with our marketing company or something, and I'm looking oh, at yeah. their platform and they're talking, I'm like, I feel like that's the only time I really do like a fast head nod. Is like when I'm looking at something, and they're like, Oh, do you see it? Oh yeah, I see it. But when someone oh, like, right, like and I'm trying, to, yeah, yeah, like, like, the confirmation. like you're like like
0: yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah,
1: right. And the, but the slow head nod, like you said, it energizes me. It makes me feel better about whatever whoever the audience is I'm talking to. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, they're really getting it. I'm I'm really flowing with this. So I think a a slow head nod, smile while you're talking is like a very encouraging. Yeah. yeah. And on both sides, even if you're being interviewed, nod your head, smile, you know, it's be engaging. engaging. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to sit there with Debbie Downer like this. Just no. You see, I even did a lean like, well, what's funny is as I was just about to talk about my lean, I
0: lean like, like now that you're talking about all this body language and we're thinking about this, I realize like I'm constantly kind of like this. Like I'm just like, you know, just, just chill. But I also think it matters on who you're talking to. Like now, I got to reinvest myself because, like with with you and I, it's like just chill as fuck. Like this is just another day yeah. we're having a cool podcast conversation, and and I notice with the like when I'm um, talking with the team or just having a chill team meeting, I put up my leg a lot because it's just because it's like I don't have to be on yeah and I think that that sometimes like uh, most of the I would say at least half of the day I have to be on like I gotta make sure I mind my P's and Q's I'm always doing it my energy is high I'm talking a lot but then there's those other meetings where it's like oh god fuck thank god let's just shoot the shit how's everybody doing
1: yeah and your whole body kind of relaxes yeah it's just just like like (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so I completely agree with you like we're saying all these things and again it's it's read the room right know who you're talking to yeah. know you know because i think in our team meetings and like you said when it's we're just chill as fuck i'll lean back i'll do things like that that I, doesn't mean i'm disengaged but i'm just really comfortable with these people with this conversation or whatever right so i think you know to your point there's a time and a place when you have to be on and this body language all means something and then there's a time and a place when you can just truly relax and then you can throw all these rules out the door but if you have yeah. to be with the audience that knows that the way that you're showing up is because you're really relaxed. I think that's the key point. Like you sitting back like this, yeah. you fidgeting, you doing fucking high kicks or the V or whatever you want to do with your legs, scratch your balls, whatever. I wouldn't care because I know that it doesn't, it's not a reflection of our conversation. It's you're just chilling. You're that at ease. And I think, again, it's the person re- on the receiving end has to know that. Otherwise, it could be deemed disrespectful.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I love talking about body language because not only is it interpreting the other person so you can show up, but it's really like, hey, I might not be confident in whatever I'm doing right now, but I now know that I got to stand tall. I got to have the head up here. I didn't want to be engaging. So this is really, I think, great, just beneficial sales tools, uh, communication tools. Like how do you show up? I love that. Even if you're having a really fucking bad day, because we talk about triggers, we talk about bad days, we talk about how do we come up with our and have the best versions of ourselves where well, you show up? And if yeah. you show up in this body language manner, it doesn't matter what the hell's going on behind the scenes because to the other person, you showed up.
1: Yeah, Love exactly. It. Exactly. And then we'll get to number six. So you said this earlier with regards to yourself. So facial touching is a pacifier. So it keeps you from talking. <laughs> but for other people, it could be that you're under stress and you self-soothe in a variety of ways. So it could be hair twirling, stroking your beard touching your chin or your forehead. Yeah, I know. I was like, but I was thinking
0: about everyone with a beard does this. First of all, let's just get that out of the way. Like I'm always watching people with the beards. like,
1: but it's nervous energy. It's (laughs) yeah, it's like, I, and I totally, I feel that like we've even had people on the podcast that have a beard and they do this. And I notice it's when they're talking about something that they're in deep thought, or maybe they're passionate about, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're lacking confidence in that area. So when I say it's a pacifier, it doesn't always have to be under stress. It could be just like, okay, I'm deep in thought. And like, I touch my chin a lot. Um, and I yes. think it's like what you're saying. Um, you get sick of sitting here all day like that. Yeah. And so I, I like miss- say, I have noticed that when I was stressed
0: um, it, back and forth throughout the, the months, right? I noticed myself getting kind of like yuckies right here, like little pimples or something because I- same would constantly touch this. And I'm like, Grant, I- this is yeah. I- I'm such yourself. Uh, Although I always feel like I always felt like hair thing was like you know flirty, but I definitely see that this could be you know net nervous energy.
1: Yeah, no, I was reading something specifically about hair twirling, and it was like this. It, I mean, it was, and I went on to a different article, but when I was putting all the research together, it was like hair twirling. You do not somebody want somebody that's going to twirl their hair in front of your clients. Like that's a hard no. So you can't have them go sit down and deliver a QBR or sit down with executives and be you know, twirling their hair. And I was like, okay, interesting. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, which, uh, I mean, you're like being flirty. You're like over here thinking. Yeah, I was like, like, unless I'm you're your trying to plan to get the deal. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I'm I'm with you. Like I do this. I was getting a lot of pimples from going like this on my desk, just sitting there like that. And I was like, oh no, I'm getting, like you said, yuckies. <laughs> never recall that yuckies yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm stressed out or anything. I'm just like, I'm sitting at this desk all day holding this big ass head up. And I'm just like. Ooh, let's see, for a second. Um, actually, I actually have a really tiny head. That's a fun fact for everybody. I have, I'm really I was, tall, but I, I have was a tiny get head. into that <laughs> like, well, I don't feel like you have a big head. No, my husband has a big ass head though. He, it's like a known thing. We talk about it, like his size hats I, and stuff. Like he my has a big son head. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as like a result, a giant. head. <laughs> my son does too, because you know, like father, like son, but I think it's absolutely hilarious. It's a joke in our family. So nobody's offended by it okay pause right here for a second well so you need to do your broke to boss tip though right because there are two episodes Ooh, i didn't come up with two i didn't even think about that that's okay uh the other one at the end okay so uh broke sorry jess you're gonna have to edit a lot right here but um Ooh, so the broke all to all boss all. tip all locker a lot last night sorry <laughs> well everybody else is watching vanderpump you're watching that which is yeah fucking hilarious okay um so the broke to boss tip is Um, we're all naturally able to pick up on nonverbal cues, though often useful nonverbal cues can be misleading. So the real tip is people behave and express themselves as a response to specific situations, especially stressful ones like job interviews. They don't necessarily act that same way all the time. So I think that goes back to like what I was saying with the fidgeting. It goes back to, you know, whenever you're I'm with you in person and stuff, you're not just like sitting here like this, just you know, you're not like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like kind of basically this broke to boss tip is if you're interviewing somebody and they're fidgeting or they're whatever, or they're doing like what you and I do, like I go like this, it's take it with a grain of salt. That's not how they are, all, are excuse me, all the time, but understand that they're in a stressful situation where they're put on the spot. It's either sales call and interview, but give people grace and understanding that how they show up in their most nervous and stressful time isn't A reflection of what type of employee they're going to be or you know um partner or client or whatever you know it's just it's a stressful moment for them and people have different coping mechanisms okay so but is there a time where it's like look this just happens all
0: the time like now every time you're presenting to a client i've seen it happen or like i mean is there like how do you address that or is that just go straight to this straight to it
1: well i think it depends on if it's is it distracting stuff like what you and i do with our fingers think about if we're sitting like this on a client call does a client know they have no clue what we're doing, but it's soothing us. Right. But they have no clue. Yeah. So it's like, but if you do happen to see it, you know, if you are a client or, you know, interviewer, whatever, if you do happen to see somebody have some nervous energy or even, you know, like stutter over their words or whatever, like understand that that may not be how they are all the time. Interviews are just one of the most stressful situations a person can be. in. So I think it's, again, the, the broke to boss tip is like, take that with a grain of salt. That people behave and express themselves in response to specific situations, but it doesn't mean that's how they are all the time.
0: Nice. Love it. Be empathetic. Stop being assholes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Scott just summed that up. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has their shit. Stop it. You know? And so I that's exactly. again I like to give everybody grace with that because interviews or talking to somebody or role plays or whatever, it's very, very stressful. Role plays. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 So in the
0: Millionaire Recruiter program. I am constantly role-playing with them. I don't ever give them a heads up. I barely give them a heads up as to what's going on because we just want to make sure they're always uncomfortable. And the other day, or just yesterday, they were like, Jesus, like, I wasn't prepared for this. It's always like, I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, no shit. You don't
1: know what the client's going to say. You got to be prepared for the unexpected at any given moment. Absolutely. And in those situations, you a thousand percent do. But again, I think if somebody's down there like doing this, And you have no clue, you know. Like you and I do things that we mess with our hands, and maybe that also has become like our coping mechanism is is doing things specifically with our hands versus hair or something like that. Like so they can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and I don't know. I can't even. I've been doing this for as long as I can remember. So I can't remember. Did it evolve? Was it something else that evolved into this? And I channeled it differently so that nobody could see, you know, what is it? I think that stuff's really interesting too, to like, really, if somebody's able to dissect that down, is there, did you shift and start clicking your pin or grabbing your fidget spinner? Have you always been this way?
0: Oh, I mean, I've always been a fidgeter, but yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, I love it. So listeners, by the way, I, there's a lot more goodies here. We're actually going to make this two parts because we realized body language is a really big deal, whether or not it's you're on the other side or you're the one showing up and you have to fake it till you make it. So we're going to yep. do this in two parts. So we'll see you on the next time. But thanks for this. And before we record, actually, no, never mind. I'm going to, I'm going to take that back. Sorry, Jess, I'm really fucking up today. <laughs> I was going to say do comments, but we just told them that we do this every month. So let me st- take a step back. Okay. Thanks y'all. So thank you guys.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week with part two of body language. Thanks y'all.